Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well Best Bits of Tonight's show. I wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. There's still some people very frightened. And, of course, uh, lots of schools could open today, whether they did or not. Mm. Um, Depended on what the head teachers felt. But a lot of people demonstrating against it in in certain fairly left-wing areas. And they're only getting half education because they're doing half days. For my nieces, they're getting half a day and then the other half. So they're only getting half their education. Let's talk to uh, the former schools minister, Lord Andrew Adonis. We normally only talk to Andrew about his uh, passion for HS2, but let's yes. talk about this. Uh, Andrew, good evening. Good evening, James. Uh, thousands of primary school pupils returned to lessons this morning, but many stayed home over fears that the lockdown had been relaxed too soon. What are your views on this? Well, I'm glad to see that uh, the majority appear to have gone to school from what the BBC has been uh, reporting today. And... Um, that's important because this was a voluntary act. There was no requirement to send children to school. And I think it's, mm. it's an enormous tribute to the head teachers and the teachers who gave such confidence to their pupils that there would be proper distancing arrangements, support arrangements for staff and so on in place. And I know a lot of work has gone on uh, behind the scenes uh, by teachers, head teachers and support staff to make that possible, including a lot of communication with parents over the last week. And that has... Uh, I think, given parents the confidence to send their children to school. And what I would expect to see happen now is that steadily more parents will send their children to school as they see that it's safe. So though, uh, as you know, I've been critical of, uh, of the negative attitude of the teachers' union, I think we should mm. pay tribute to the teachers today who have, uh, let's be frank, most of them have done their job. And they've done it in yeah. very difficult circumstances. And, and let no one say that it's not difficult because, of course, trying to work out how you know, before we've got a vaccine, how you can actually see that you have children in fairly close proximity, because that's the nature of schools, whilst making things as safe as possible. That's been a a big job of work, and I I pay warm tribute Hmm. to the teachers who have done so much to make this possible uh, so that children can come back today. I do too, but I'm I'm slightly concerned about this kind of dour and negative attitude from some of the teaching unions, and and it has to be said, a number of teachers as well who seem to have whipped up public support for them, saying, "Oh no, it's too rushed, and it's you know it has to start." And uh, people have started going out a lot more. I mean, whether or not we should condone uh, the Brighton beaches and various other, I mean, absolutely packed, solid in Bournemouth. I've never really seen anything like it. But I think also we have to take into account because we live in this country by. Um, democratic means and not dictatorship i mean if the people are beginning to get fed up with the rules imposed then they're not going to obey them are they well i think it's very striking that most uh, parents do seem to have have sent their children to school whether in the age groups where um 
uh, schools yeah. are able to cater for them. So I think what's happening is that the is that the people and and the teachers are overwhelming overwhelmingly behaving responsibly. Now we are, as you say, a democratic society, and you're never going to get a consensus. And mm. to be blunt, I mean, you, you mentioned the unions. Well, I would also mention the government. I mean, how can I put this diplomatically? Boris Johnson and his government haven't exactly inspired confidence in their competence, have they, in the last few weeks? And that's well, also see, been the you, context of which, you say in which that, schools Andrew, have been operating. And of, and of course, you were a Labour Party uh, minister, but you say that. Uh, I think they've done a sterling job. I think that they've actually, in one of the most uh, difficult uh, situations we've ever faced, apart from war, I think Boris Johnson has rallied the troops. He's, he's it's quite clever, isn't it? He's, he's done nudging rather than forcing where, people. He's nudged yeah. the population. It seems yeah, to have worked. Ha, 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 hold on. Where is the, where is the trace and, and, and track system? You know, this yeah, is not, the big that, thing that, which we hang, on, hang on, hang on. We do Andrew, expect the government that's... to be able to, to do basic things which only, gov- only a government can put in place. Andrew, it's the you, people Andrew, who, who you, take the decisions you, about whether or not they're going to go to work, but they can't put in place a whole national testing system. And if you look at what's gone mm-hmm. wrong in this country compared to the best governed countries uh, like Germany... Uh, who's the best governed? Had, oh, Germany. Had, right, they've had yeah. testing, a testing regime which has been out of all proportion more competent than, than ours has been here. So I think there well, are big questions uh, to be asked, uh, asked uh, on the part <laughs> of the government. Well, OK. Um, intro- we, we won't fall out over our discussion about uh, Boris and uh, the Conservative Party uh, because sometimes I feel you'd be more at home as a Conservative member, strangely enough. But well, I'm, interestingly, very, I'm, very Andrew- happy where, I'm very happy where I am, James. It's very, very kind of you to be so concerned about my welfare. <laughs> no, I don't think I need to be concerned about that. Uh, Andrew, nice talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, mate. Lord Andrew Adonis, former schools minister. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Uh, Ministers have uh, been warned the quarantine that is about to be imposed on arrivals to Britain will kill the travel industry. Uh, Lisa Minow, travel editor at The Sun. Now, now Lisa, hi, good evening. Um, Hi, good evening. Is Minow the the proper pronunciation? It depends if you're me or my husband. I think, as it's a French Huguenot name, it's oh, Minot. That's what I thought. Minot, yes. Minot, I thought that, is, yeah. My husband is East End born and bred, and he says Minot. Yeah, Minot. Minot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will call you Lisa for this that's, um, that's interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, do you think that this, uh, if the, this um, uh, self-isolation or quarantine or whatever you want to call it goes ahead, do you think it's going to uh, put a lot of people off going away? I think it definitely will put people off going away. I mean, who's going to go on, you know, a lovely little week's trip somewhere um, to have to use up three weeks of their holiday to do it? Um, And it's also unworkable. Nobody has yet confirmed how they're going to check on people, um, who's going to be doing the checking even. Um, And as you see, you've got this groundswell of not just the travel industry who are going to be devastated by it, but also we've now got, you know, MPs saying this isn't going to work. It's too little, too Mm. late. Um, We're sort of, you know, opening the stable door after the horse has bolted. It's pointless doing it now. Well, I agree. I mean, I think they should have stopped people coming into the country when they decided mm. to do lockdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, but still people were able to come in, not just people who'd been stuck on a holiday somewhere or working abroad who wanted to get back, but people just seemed to come in without any checks. 
Well, that's right. And if you're going to do this sort of, you know, the idea was that they basically abandoned the sort of contact and trace system very early on. Um, and mm. that now means that, you know, unfortunately, we've got these quite shocking figures. Um, the problem is, is, you know, we may be desperate to travel abroad this summer. Um, what I'm thinking about now is if we get rid of quarantine, that's great for our inbound tourism. Um, but I'm also slightly worried about who's going to want to come either into Britain or what other countries are going to want to actually accept yeah. us. Because we know? have been banned, aren't we? We're banned travelling to certain countries at the moment if you're from the UK. We are at the moment, yes. And they're basically saying that, you know, wait and see. We're not talking about doing any of this, I don't think, until July. Um, mm. The the laws came in today, the quarantine law came in today, um, or quarantine regulations, whatever they are, came in today. They vowed to look at them again in three weeks' time. Now, that takes us up to the first week of July. And I'm hoping by then that sense will have prevailed and maybe we'll start seeing these air bridges where we have, corridors allowed between countries that have got similar mm. levels of coronavirus infection. But right now, we're not top of anyone's list of countries to let in. No, not the problem is, I mean, I, I would quite like to pop over to northern France and, um, you know, have a few drinks. I, I quite like good doing that and then coming back on the same night. But I don't know that I'd want to go anywhere in an aeroplane. No. I don't like going in aeroplanes very much, not because I'm scared, just because I don't like the way people are in close, in close proximity. Well, the air's bad as well, isn't it? You're, you're breathing everyone's air for a long mm. time. Well, I mean, so I what we're I doing can, is... I can, uh, I can debunk that slightly in the, you know, the air on a plane <laughs> is actually better than air that you will get on a tube train or a bus. Yeah, um, and we don't go on those either. Filtered. But in the old um, days, when you could smoke on a plane, you got fresh air, constantly oxygen put in. Now they actually filter the air, don't they? It's, it's sort of... It's exactly the same stuff they use in hospitals, so those same really safe filtration systems. But that's still not going to get over the fact that some people are going to just feel that it's not right to be, you know, hundreds of miles up in a bloody steel tube. Yeah. I mean, Mm. who's going to want to go on holiday, actually, with the risks? I think there's definitely going to be a lot of people who are worried. Um, A lot of people who are older, perhaps, who've been self-isolating because they're scared about, you know, they've seen the devastation of the... the coronavirus has caused but i think we've then got an entirely different generation that are just desperate to get on with their lives yeah. they want to go back yeah. to iron upper they want to go to yeah. lisa thank you very much indeed for your time uh lisa mino uh travel editor at the sun thank you the james whale show come praise the whale on talk radio uh so it is of course the uh, spacex launch successful now musk now must uh, or oh, now sets his um his uh, sights on mars he wants to get and put people on mars as mm. uh, as mm. well and of course the other rocket landed safe and sound back our uh, our great friend andy lounge space expert uh, now, Andy, have you come down from the excitement of Saturday? <laughs> no. Oh, it always remains still exciting because it was a, a spectacular launch. It was nice and smooth, which is what we wanted. Um, no, and of course, he had the docking on uh, yesterday, of course, which is very exciting yeah. to see. The, the, an automatic docking. This is very important. Those people who remember watching the film Apollo 13 will remember the the well shown in the film how the the Apollo spacecraft had to dock with the lunar module and it was a manual operation a pilot had to guide that spacecraft very gently into it and make make the hard dock. It was partially a soft dock then the hard dock is where the the grip pulls it and twists it into shape 
this was fully automatic, absolutely staggeringly. And it was interesting because it showed you how slow it really moved. You want to do it very gently. Um, I think it was Neil, Neil Armstrong said it wasn't, it wasn't about the right stuff. It was about the light stuff. Gently and do it very carefully because you don't want to make any sudden moves on it. Mm. Um, but it was a very interesting operation, and a lot of people commented that it took them quite a long time after they docked before they got from the spacecraft into the space station. But this mm. is test flight, and this is why it's, it's very exciting because we're now seeing the procedures that they have to go through. They're double checking procedures. And I thought something, uh, this is why it's really good for people when this is streamed live that people could watch. When they'd actually, before they want, there's three doors to open. You've got the your two um, airlock doors on the space station itself, and you've got, of course, the door on the space capsule. Yeah. And, of course, the doors on the space station are going to depressurise it. The doors were open. But, of course, they're not going to open the capsule yet till the pressure is equalised. And it was very interesting going through the checklist procedures. Um, and in days of NASA, that was a piece of paper, and they actually physically yeah. went down it. But I did notice they got like a, like a pad, a, a iPad-type device, which they were carrying, yeah. and that had all the checklists yeah. on. And it was very interesting that they took a visual sighting to make sure all valves were cl- closed, not just relying on that wonderful technology, do it eyeballing it, checking it physically. Good lesson to anybody out there, especially young people who are watching this. Don't trust the technology. Check it, check it, and check it to make sure you're safe. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Because you know, technology can, even though it's oh. very, very clever, it can sometimes make a mistake. Well, pilots can uh, rely on it, can't yeah. they? And it can cause accidents. Would the early days of space flight, when there was yeah. indication on John Glenn's first orbital flight that the heat shield had probably um, then be a problem with the heat shield, um, mm. and what they because there was an indicator line saying that the that that it was separating. What was actually a fault? It was a faulty indicator light. <laughs> so it was fine, but the indicator light was faulty. And it, of course, that makes you nervous there, but that's the point. And that's why something was very interesting about this mission. And, and uh, people who watched the launch, it was fantastic the number of cameras that were scattered around. You actually mm. saw the engine bell as it heated up, as it yeah. started start yeah. to fire. And that's something we've never had before, and it's something you really want. I always remember uh, one of the astronauts was commenting that it was the shuttle was interesting, but they hadn't an opportunity to inspect their own spacecraft. Whereas normally when the pilots, they always have the opportunity to inspect the aircraft. They can look out the window, they can do a quick scan, uh, okay, the cockpit. They can always have a quick look at the aircraft. They could do a flyover somebody who would have a look at the aircraft to make sure everything was secure. They could never do that with the shuttle, and it was often said that was a real problem. I did notice with this spacecraft, however, that was very different. There are cameras all over it, so they can actually monitor and check every piece of this spacecraft. Hmm. It's always good to talk to you, Andy. Fascinating, and we'll talk again very soon. Is anything interesting on the horizon we might want to talk about in the not-too-distant future? Oh, there's always something going on. Yes, we've got the, the missions, of course, the DART missions looking good. We've got the launching, of course, of, of probes hmm. to Mars, which is getting very exciting, and we're, getting, we're building up for that because Mars is low in the sky in the mornings now, but as the year goes on, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn are going to be spectacular in the sky for everyone to look at, and of course, we're sending probes to Mars to explore to find out where... It's a very exciting time, isn't it, where we're at Mm. at the moment? Well, in that case, we'll talk again in a couple of weeks, Andy, and uh, there'll be even more to talk about. Always, yeah. All right, thanks, mate. Good to talk to you. Andy Lowndes, space expert. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Good day, mate. Yeah, how you doing? What's all that good day? So, no, because we've got an Australian producer, it keeps rubbing off a bit. 
Yeah. Check these things. Make sure you're not a covidiot. They they're dogs. Is that okay? Oh, that's a good. I will check on that. And how many of the uh, thousands of ladies that wrote to you did you meet? I don't know. My wife might be listening to this. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to go to the beach, Wait. but because of because of Dominic coming, I deliberately went down to the beach and flaunted myself next to lots of people and stuff. <laughs> Imagine if you got the wrong test and you found out you're pregnant. Because you've got those ones, haven't you, where you put the line and the line comes in the, in the right place. And I've driven through a wheat field at night and, the, and sheep were there and they look like their eyes light up at night. Did you know that? Of course. So you went to the beach at the weekend? I didn't really, no. Well, why did you say you did? Just to sort of spice up things. I, oh, you've set I, the dog off now, you see. Yeah, yeah, you mention I and Apple, they go mental. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.